everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So today we are going to talk about the um, entire month of July astrology. So it's an overview. And of course, I'll be taking some of these uh, more in detail as we get closer to them. But this is going to give you an overview of all of the um, all of the really amazing uh, things that are going to be happening this month. This is, I have to say, uh, this is a very volatile month. Um, there's a, you know, we have the sun and Mercury and, and Jupiter and, and, you know, in uh, coming into fire signs, Jupiter's already there in the sign of Aries, but there's a lot of fire and there's a lot of volatility. And so um, I'm going to be talking more in depth about that and breaking this down for, for all you guys. So um, if you don't know me and you're new to the channel, welcome. Yay. Um, I, I do Hellenistic astrology. Um, ancient astrology, as well uh, combined with modern um, modern psychological astrology. So um, that's that's my gig, and I love it. It's like I'm a total astro nerd, um, <laughs> self-professed. Um, and so um, I hope you um, enjoy this podcast. And if you have any, I'd love to hear from you in your comments. And if you um, want to like, share, subscribe, that's always very. We're always so grateful because it definitely helps the channel. And I have to apologize. Also, you guys, um, I realized this afternoon, I see Saturn retrograde. I'm going back into my structures of things. And I didn't realize that my YouTube channel, it was about watching, allowing comments to look at them before being published. And I didn't realize, I didn't see any. So I thought nobody was ever commenting on them. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I didn't realize I had a toggle button off. So long story short, all of these for the last two months, all these comments come flooding in. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just sorry about taking two months in some of these to respond, but um, I got that little toggle button handled. And so uh, not to worry about anymore. I'll definitely be um, a lot, you know, keeping, I changed the settings so I can get, um, you know, to get more instantaneous notification and it, it is clear now. So thank you for your, for your kind words. Okay. So um, I would say, um, also, too, uh, we are doing, we are having an awesome, we have the most amazing group of goddesses. We are uh, <clears throat> taking through astrology for beginners, how to understand your chart in your life. Um, I am just so thrilled to be assisting um, all of you guys. And um, we're going to, I think it, it's calling me to do another round, you know, so in the fall, I'll let you know. Um, if you have any questions about that, you can always shoot me an email, irliana at starsoundastrology.com, down below the link, and I will, um, I can take care of your questions. So, um, yeah, and I'm also feeling now with COVID having, you know, whatever, you know, the, the whole thing um, with not going in person to events, um, I'm really, I was planning on retreats and things um, and longer, you know, all day intensives and retreats before COVID hit. So um, now I feel like it's time for me to start <clears throat> organizing that again. I'm not sure where or when or how, but um, it's all being, it's all in process. So um, if you are interested in that kind of thing, um, in meeting in person and to do some really, you know, deep um, work together. I'd love to hear from you. So uh, anyway, yay. All right, back to July. So this is July 4th weekend. And um, I have to say that, you know, th this, if I could, if I could just say, you know, overall, what I'm seeing, feeling is there's a huge amount of emphasis on this uh, cultivating stillness and listening and obviously we're, we're deep into cancer season so it's very much about 
you know, the nurturing self and uh, care, you know, uh, the womb care, right? Even if you're a man, you know, we have that, that center of the place where we must care and nurture ourselves and step back and be in that sweet silence and, um, you know, uh, tenderness, tenderness with ourselves and with each other and allowing our emotions and allowing our vulnerability. That's a really big theme when the sun's in cancer. So I see that. And of course, as you think about like, like a, a relay runner in a, in a, in a race where, you know, you, the baton, you know, they pass the baton, the track meet, so the, the Cancerian archetype of nurturing and stillness and being in the womb and birthing oneself into the Leo season, right? Hands it off into, into that. So we're gonna be seeing this and it's very, it's really important that we understand what, you know, these energies, which are very volatile, but what are they saying to us? So I'm gonna explain, you know, how I see this, how I see this unfolding and how we can best use these, um, you know, these transits um, that can um, navigate us, especially by the end of the month. Whew, all right, so let's dive in. Um, so we are obviously, the last several days have been very intense. It's one of the big pressure cooker weekends of the year, Mars squaring Pluto. Thankfully, it, we are now past that exact square point and it's the energy is starting to wane. So by late Monday night, tomorrow night in, um, you know, of, of like Pacific Coast time and early, early Tuesday morning, Mars and Mercury will change signs within 20 minutes of each other. And they're gonna change signs out of their domicile where they have been most powerful and very, they're, you know, a planet's always most effective, right? Like you always work best when you're in your, um, your home space, right? You can be yourself and, and realize your mission most powerfully. And so Mars and Pluto, um, you know, Mars and uh, Mercury are going to be changing signs. And right now, Mars having, this is the final, I want to give a shout out to the last, um, what, um, 14 years, <laughs> um, because um, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008, right? It rules an entire generation, you know, it's in a sign for like a whole generation. And Mars, uh, every uh, couple of years, I wrote it down, will uh, square um, Mars in domicile and Aries squared Pluto. This is the last, the 10th of 10 squares since 2008 of Mars and Pluto clashing. And so what, what, what is that? A, a square is about action that needs to be taken. So it's the individual will versus society and especially the, the toxic parts of society that have not served us, that are uh, hidden secrets and the wounds and the pain body. You know, you think about Black Lives Matter and Me Too as two such um, examples and healing uh, deep, deep societal scars and, and doing that shadow work coming forth um, when we are creating this new society and what needs to shift and before we can uh, realize the fruits, we have to, you know, see what's there. So Mars making that final square with Pluto. Um, this is the last one we'll see um, before Pluto goes into Aquarius next March. So from now, uh, like after this weekend now, the next time we'll see Mars in domicile in Aries squaring uh, Pluto will be in, um, you know, it, it, it won't be in, um, in, a, in Capricorn anymore. So it's really like the end of an era. And I just wanted to say, shout that out. You know, these are cardinal signs. These are 
major developmental um, ways of being that are really a turning point for us where we, our ego and our will and our desire to create and stand firm to create a, a, a world uh, where we are, our sovereignty is and our power is embraced, but in a really um, sustainable fashion in a society that cares for one another. And that, that, that is not about, you know, like patriarchal domination. So um, if anything, if I can suggest one book or two <laughs> uh, or three to read this month, um, I would say um, this book here, my beaten up copy of Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. Um, if you have never read it or it's been many years, this is definitely a book that you'd want to refer to because the energies of this month is really going to address what it takes to create a new earth, especially at the end of the month. He also wrote a book, I have not read this one called Stillness Speaks. Um, the Power of Now was the first time I ever heard of Eckhart. It was about 24 years ago he wrote that. and. That is really what launched him, you know, as these one of our most preeminent um, spiritual teachers of our time, a true spiritual master. So I might read a little bit of that, uh, some some particular, uh, you know, uh, quotes here. So anyway, a little later, but. Um, Osho too, the great mystic Osho, who O-S-H-O, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh is what he was also known as, but Osho is his Urim, his name of light. And they have a great channel on YouTube and they have a number of videos and they're really profound. Um, if you want to see and experience what it's like, either reading Eckhart, watching Osho, two great masters that are the embodiment of what this month is going to bring us. I would highly recommend if you've never checked them out, go, go and do it or just see it again and you'll hear it newly. I think it'll be really relevant for us too. We'll be hearing it from a much more enlivened place considering all the changes that are so rapidly occurring in our time. So there's that. Okay, so you know, in terms of just speaking to certain dates and things, uh, we've got um, the, like I said, Mars and Mercury, the planet of communication and speaking and listening and sharing and networking has been very busy and, you know, fun loving and joyfully connecting and curious, you know, in the sign of Gemini. And so Mars is going to go into Taurus and Mercury is going to go into Cancer on um, late Tuesday night, Western Coast, West Coast time in the US early Tuesday morning, and then later in the day for a few folks in Europe and, and uh, points eastward. So um, what does that mean? Well, Mars will go, both of them will go from domicile. And, and for Mars, it'll go from domicile into what we call exile in ancient astrology. So that means that that's not a place where Mars is really comfortable, but that doesn't mean it's bad. You know, sometimes we, we think of, oh, I'm in exile. You know, you think, oh, I'm in exile. Well. You know, there's some really great things that can occur, especially Mars, which is such a troublemaker, the, the, the warmonger, you know, being told to sit down and quiet yourself in the sign of, of uh, in Taurus, it's Venus's domicile. So it's like, you're gonna listen to the goddess and you're gonna ground and you're going to be still and um, too bad if you don't like it, you know, but you're gonna to have to do your effort and your action and your courage from this place of a divine feminine archetype, right? So it's not what he's, he's used to being in the locker room with the guys, a Rambo, you know, shirtless, muscles, you know, oil on the muscle, right? 
no, now it's until, let's see, this would be from July 5th to August 20th. So it's about six and a half weeks. We has to behave himself. And how, how absolutely um, pertinent considering the fallout of Roe Wade and, and everything that is going on in, in this country right now with that loss of constitutional rights. So the fact that Mars is in the sign of the goddess, it's like we are learning how all of us, no matter where we are in the gender spectrum, um, or even off the gender spectrum, we are learning how to take our drive and our will and uh, putting it to in, into it in a whole radically different realm. And so I say, you know, I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'll drink some organic um, fair trade apple juice <laughs> to that. Um, you know, it's a grand passion. It's definitely, you, you talk about connecting with a new earth and building a new earth. That is a very juicy placement, you see. So it's not like it's operating in any kind of, you know, a difficult way. He's used to that, that pushy, you know, look at Mars and Aries, look at the Uvalde school shootings and all the tragedies that have happened since it went into Aries in the last six weeks, right? We, we've had this unending litany, you know, of, of violence and things. And so, and now we, it gets, it's like cool your jets. Um, there's a shift and so that heat that burning up Aries heat is now like warm embers Venusian soft yin feminine earth warm embers um, so Mars is learning we're taking our drive and we're learning how to be steady we're learning how to be reliable we're learning to give up impulsiveness reactiveness aggressiveness the ego mind it's not that we're being wimpy, we're just taking it and we're grounding all of that drive into a reliable, practical way of being that honors the earth, Taurus, right? That honors women, that places, it, we place ourselves and others in, in a high esteem, in a, in a sweet, caring, diplomatic fashion, right? So this is, this is kind of what we can expect with Mars and Taurus. Meanwhile, Mercury in Cancer, 20 minutes later, Mercury's like, I'm leaving my domicile. Mercury goes into Cancer till July 19th, faster transit. Now think about Cancer. Cancer is a mute, um, it's, a, it's one of the mute signs. It's a water sign. So Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, water signs. These are the zodiac of animals that do not speak. They don't have, they don't make an audible sound right? The crab, you don't hear the crab being, right? You may act like that, but you don't hear them, right? The scorpion, right? Can be stinging and biting and nasty, but you don't hear them. <laughs> and the fish just keeps swimming. Um, but mute is, what is that, you know, silence on the external, right? So that, you know, this is where we may feel, especially thinking about the fallout with women feeling so, um, horrifically, you know, rejected as, you know, these lawmakers, the patriarchy coming down and taking away a fundamental constitutional right. And um, Mercury, you know, uh, feeling like, oh my God, we lost, you know, here we are vocal, right? Mercury and Gemini, all these people protesting and being very vocal and reaching out and sharing and connecting and, and wanting to connect 
great, right? However, um, when it goes into the sign of cancer, this is really an opportunity. We, we might feel as women as if, oh, we've lost our voice, right? Mercury, respiratory, lungs, right? Speaking. Is anyone hearing us? Is anyone listening? Are we speaking into a void? Well, in one way, we are, but that I, I want to impress that that's, that's okay. Um, we're not judging this. We're saying, let's use the energy of mercury in the sign of cancer in a very powerful, in a way where we are honoring the way in which it's being delivered. So how we want to, <clears throat> excuse me, how we want to look at that is the mute button, right? It's like, it's okay that you're, you think your voice is not being heard. Yes, externally, maybe so, but this is where we have to really tune in and connect and listen to our feelings. We have to listen to our emotions. We wanna tune in our stories that we have about feeling vulnerable, about feeling um, the, the, uh, the desire to create intimate, intimate, emotionally based vulnerable connections with each other and to network and connect in that fashion. Rather than connecting with the Gemini mind, now it shifts into connecting via emotions, connecting via our uh, via water, you know, talking to the mermaids, <laughs> talking to the mermaids, talking, talking to the sea creatures, um, communing with Mother Earth, communing with the waters, um, and 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 allowing our feelings and sharing. This is a great time where people, women, we can all come together and share and feel emotion and really move into the feeling. That's going to be really important for what is occurring this month with the volatility of um, where we're going into. You know, this volatility, the sun and and Leo season. <clears throat> so. Um, and also I would say too, with Mercury and Cancer, you know, speaking and sharing in the Gemini way that the downside of that is that it can be, we can really get frazzled and our nervous system, right? We think about the respiratory system with Mercury, we think about the nervous system. And so that can really frazzle us. So this is a very needed part of our healing, our ability to connect and heal and take care of ourselves and our voices. You know, because when we do that, then when Mercury shifts into Leo, which will be later this month, having had that resting period, boom, then you can go out again out into the world. So it's this necessary cycle of life of rest and renewal. Okay, um, Saturday, July 9th, this coming Saturday, we have um, just a quick note. We, we, the moon is going to square Saturn. Saturn is retrograde, as I said in previous podcasts. Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, the moon is going to be, it's a, a fallen moon. So there's not a lot of support. When the moon's in Scorpio, that's like the moon wants comfort and warm, you know, fuzzy slippers, velvet fuzzy slippers and a, a big shawl and a big hot cup of tea. And you put your feet up on the coffee table and eat cookies and comfort food, right? Well, when the moon's in Scorpio, oh my God, we're, we're delving into the underworld and into places that we can't see. So that's not an easy place for the moon, but the moon squaring Saturn, there might be some, the moon in Scorpio making that square to Saturn on Saturday, we might be breaking up some old 
patterns and being conscious about our physicality, our bodies that need to renew and regenerate and let go and stepping out of fear and survival patterns might also be around money, especially the resources of others since it's in Scorpio, maybe some old breaking up some old patterns and conditioning. The square with Saturn is like, let's take stock of this. Let's see, you know, is being afraid really going to support us as we're creating this new world, this heaven on earth, this a new earth, Eckhart Tolle's a new earth, you know, in the process of that unfoldment, um, where do we, where do we get uh, afraid and hey, it's okay, just notice it and say, you know what, I can transform fear into something um, phenomenal, into a place where I can transform and regenerate my soul, my spirit, my whole path on this, on this earth plane. So we can use that day, you know, to really, um, situations may come up where you might be confronted like that. And, and it's okay, because what, what we get out of that is another piece of ourselves, you know, getting healed. But as it's doing that, it's making a trine, a very positive aspect to Neptune, which is also in retrograde. So it's like saying, hey, you know what? is this conditioning, you know, all the conditioning I've had, boy, I, I might have really been deluding myself as to what's really possible and maybe underestimating myself. And so, and, and, or overestimating, like, let's, let's, you know, do a little check here, a little check-in. The square with Saturn is like, well, okay, let's, let's do an integrity check-in around money, around where are we maybe being a little delusional, uh, you know, seduced by glamour, you know, let's, let's do a little check-in. Okay, so um, Wednesday, July 13th, we have the full moon in Capricorn, right? And so the, 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 what's bearing fruit is all of our efforts of rest, renewal, rejuvenation, connection, emotions, feelings, everything that the Cancerian moon represents, the new moon, the full moon is the, is the uh, culmination of those efforts. So we're looking in the opposite sign. It's like saying, um, you know, there, and I have to say too, um, this full moon will be conjunct Pluto. So again, that the deep shadow work of, of energies and things that have really need to be looked at deeply, like looking into a, a sewer, you know, you pry open this thing and it's kind of, it can look ugly. It can be scary to look at dark things that we have suppressed around ourselves and our are uh, very where we have based our reality on. And so, um, especially too with the moon, it's often about women, families, nurturing, you know, our relationships with loved ones, our home life. So this is, it could be some serious, uh, a serious look. Um, don't forget the full moon is going to be ruled, it's, since it's in Capricorn, it's ruled by Saturn. Well, Saturn's retrograde. So, the, the fruits of our labors and our hard work to build a, a system of caring and concern and vulnerability and healing. Um, it may be that we have a delayed, um, we have to have like delayed gratification. We, I think that more will be, Saturn will be listening. Okay, good, good. We're taking it in. We're taking it in. It may not be an immediate gratification. It may be because Saturn's going to be retrograde for the next several months it will be like, we'll have patience, we'll need patience before any real change comes about. But at least, you know, there's, there's still an opening. Saturn in that high road in retrograde is, remember, it's moving in the direction of the sun. So it's moving in divine motion, right? When it's with the sun, it's not in the gross slug, slog of secondary motion where it's like, 
the trudging, you know, the earthbound world. It's, it's now in its more in an exalted state. Any planet that's retrograde moves into that, goes to that higher mountain. Remember the picture ahead of the billy goats, you know, the, the mountain goats with those big curly, you know, in the Saturn video um, saying, hey, you know, um, let's see the big picture here and let's um, make our decisions because we, we want to really reset our foundations and make sure that where we are is, is integrity with a society and a world that works. So um, we might have some deep cathartic emotional experiences around our pain body and around these topics of vulnerability and women and compassion um, with this full moon on Wednesday, July 13th. Um, power struggles may come into effect with like old patriarchal concepts and notions. This is about purging toxic structures that have poisoned the divine feminine that is here to heal all of us. So this is about birthing this new foundation, a foundation of patience and integrity and accountability. So like I said, you might be a little bit delayed in seeing the fruits of that, but it's definitely, um, it's, it's happening. It, it can't not. Uh, let's see. Um, Mercury, um, the magic window comes again. Uh, Mercury Kazemi, and that's going to be Saturday, June, July 16th. Mercury will be Kazemi at 25 degrees of Cancer for 11 minutes, that magic window. If you're new to the channel and, and you're maybe not sure, can't remember what Kazemi means, it's um, Kazemi is a particular, it's when the a planet lines up exactly degrees degrees and minutes actually with the sun. And so when a planet is getting close to the sun, it's what's called under the beams. And then it's actually um, combust, like it, it's just, you know, loses its identity. It's kind of gets burned up. But there is this one really sacred moment, a window where it's like, you're in like an eye of a hurricane when you, you're, you're, let's say you have to walk through a hurricane and you, you're just tossed around as you get closer to the eye of the hurricane is just this really rough, rough, violent, you know, kind of thing that under the beams combust. And then you get into this quiet zone of that eye. If you've ever lived through a hurricane and Lord knows I have, <laughs> um, you, you, you know, it, it's a really mystical place where it's silent and you're like, oh, it's over. Well, it's not over. You know, you have to go out the other end, right? Getting that Mercury is like being on the lap of the divine mother in cancer. And so it's like getting a divine download. Um, this is, remember Mercury being mute in cancer. So the best use of this little window would, which is three Eastern time, 3.34 to 3.45 PM. It's 11 minute window. Um, it's mute, right? It's voiceless. So it's like saying, okay, I'm not going to listen to the external world. I'm going to really tune in and listen to what Divine Mother wants me to know. It's like she's whispering, whispering in the ear. It's a tender, small, still voice. So it's a great, if you can use that time wherever you are. Um, and if you are working and you can't, you, you could be that um, being that for the world, right? If you have uh, obligations and things and you can't, you know, sit si silently in meditation, you can still be and hold that space of silence as you go about your duties and obligations. But I would say to be mindful of the mute, voiceless um, Mercury and where that is, what is it teaching me? Um, in that silence, we can get a lot of deep psychic intuitive abilities and uh, information because of obviously cancer moon intuitively naturally very psychic 
this is making an, uh, a trine with a retrograde Neptune. So again, it, this is a great opportunity for this, this, area, this area of our life where we um, really wanna connect with these other realms of being and nurturing and uh, as well, retrograde Neptune, you know, uh, might be like, hey, you know, have we been, is there anywhere where we've been deluding ourselves and what, what will it take to really have an ideal, the ideal um, mothering um, archetype, you know, bringing that forth within ourselves and our attitudes and our stories, right? Mercury and our thinking mind, how we can reorient listening to Divine Mother, listen to what she has to say, and then use that to uh, fashion a, a new way of being in the world and a new way of reaching and communicating with others. Interesting that the same day that happens on Saturday, July 16th, the, uh, the national hotline 988 is going to launch. Well, 988, it's like the nine, you know, how 911 gets you a paramedic or a firefighter, police, um, nine emergency um, support. Well, 988 is also emergencies, but it's for mental health. So I thought it was pretty, pretty amazing that Mercury and Cancer, like, wow, how auspicious is that? Um, somebody committed listeners 24 seven for mental health. If you're feeling any kind of depression, melancholy, suicide, um, all of that, it, 988 will help you. And so um, what I, I was shocked when I went to look that up that the um, 988 is, I mean, I didn't know this, that the now the leading cause of death from ages 10 to 34 is suicide. What a tragedy. This number obviously cannot come soon enough. So 988, just want you to know that, you know, it's, it's out there if you need that. And, uh, and it, this is again, this season about being there for each other and reaching out and connecting. You know, Mercury in Cancer, it's like, hey, you know what? If you are gonna be external with communications, pick up the phone, call somebody, ask them how, you, how they're doing. This is how we can bring down that, suicide, that horrific suicide statistic. Are they okay? Um, you know, do they need anything? Do they need to just vent? Sometimes you just need to vent, right? So good, good choice of, um, of these things at that time. As this is happening on Saturday, July 16th, that whole weekend, you know, Saturday, Sunday into Monday, as Mercury, you know, we've got that little magic window of Mercury. And as that's happening, Sun, Mercury, and Ceres, the, this asteroid planet that represents feeding, nurturing, mothering, grain, the word cereal comes from, uh, from Ceres, the Greek goddess of, of grain. And so um, agriculture, grain, it's about how we feed ourselves, how we feed, how we nurture ourselves. Where are we not being nurtured? Where do we not feed ourselves, right? You always look at the polarity. And all three, Sun, Mercury, Ceres, stories and our will and our stories around food and around feeding and around, uh, you know, that caring archetype is all going to be in opposition to that Pluto, right? Now, remember, Pluto right now is at that 27 degree point, which is where it was when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Where Isn't that amazing? Here, here, you know, here we are, we're in the middle of that Pluto return, which I talked about several months ago. Um, Pluto, it takes 240 something years for Pluto to come around to the same place it was before, right? It's furthest planet, longest orbit. 
So in that opposition, again, we are looking at Pluto and Capricorn. This is about emotions and vulnerability, facing off and learning to integrate, <clears throat> letting go of this, this uh, the patriarchal, you know, so manipulative controlling aspects of our society and our, or any structure of reality, whether it's external in society, government, politicians, or in and or internal with our own family dynamics, our family DNA. This is an opportunity to heal uh, the, all of these amazing transits when they come into a opposition or square with Pluto. It's really kicking us up to evolve and move and, and create uh, sustainable regenerative forms and structures in our society that will nurture us and not like rape the planet and rape women and the violation that has gone on for so long and this kind of sense of entitlement and such. This is like all being completely broken down and completely um, reinvented from the bottom up. Because if you, you want a new earth, right? You want, okay, you want this. What do you have to give up in order to get this? You, it, it, transformation is always in the death process. It's always about giving something up in order to allow in the new. So that weekend will be very powerful. Will give us some really great opportunities for that. Again, trining Neptune retrograde. What is an ideal situation? Um, creating and working out a you know perhaps a proper container to feed ourselves and souls and our families. Uh, feed regarding feeding and food and you know what 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 you know it's it's a great journey of discovery. Um, for that weekend. Okay, second page. Um, <laughs> you still with me? Okay, thank you. <laughs> we are very grateful. All right, so we have uh, Venus now, the goddess Venus is again, this is a very deep divine feminine reprogramming month. Venus is going to leave uh, Gemini and chatty, wonderful social Gemini and go into Cancer as well. So you have Mercury, you have Sun, you know, then you have Mercury, Cancer. Um, now Venus, right? So again, this big emphasis on water, nurturing yin energies, receptivity, psychic ability, intuitive knowingness. So Venus, the planet of love and connection and harmony, again, on those beautiful moon in the moon's temple, the temple of the moon, Cancer, right? So this is a very strong signature for relating to each other um, with our feelings and emotions and celebrating them and connecting with them. Then Venus is going to be in Cancer. It's all, almost a month. It's July 17th to August 11th. Um, and again, there's that mute sign, right? So the goddess is learning to tune out the mind and tune in heart and the feelings. So it gives us all the feels. So we go from thinking to feeling. So we want to bond with our emotions and bond with our hugs, bodies, you know, food, comfort food. Uh, those kinds of things, not so much talk and, and intellectual, factual stimulation, which is necessary, you know, it's certainly, sorry if you hear right now, we're like, it's not quite New, New Year's, I mean, uh, sorry, 4th of July, but I hear some things popping off, so, oh well, right, my poor kitties, they're hiding under the bed, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so we have this, this beautiful, um, you know, the bond with, um, emotions and not talking. So it's again that, that another another planet that's supporting us in making that uh, that shift. 
Tuesday, July 19th, Mercury enters Leo. So having been in that quiet space of that, that, that watery feeling, feels, feeling, feels, fuzzy, fuzzy um, space of cancer, um, now it's, ta-da, you're okay, I had my rest. It's like, you know, in the womb, thinking, feeling, you know, the womb, and now we are birthed into Leo. I am the king on the forest, right? That's, that's the lion. And Mercury is like, was, you know, I'm a big kid again. Let's go play. Let's go play tricks on people. Let's perform. Let's start a theater company. You know, let's paint. Let's, let's just be jolly and fun-loving and friend-loving and friendship, adventuresome, playful-loving. Do you think I have a bias around Leo's? Oh, no, no, not at all. What? Me? No. <laughs> anyway, that's going to, Mercury will be going through Leo from July 19th in, through August 4th. So definitely the sun will, will catch up with Leo and the two of them will really go into cahoots. <laughs> um, so again, we're going from that pause of cancer. Now the mute button will be unmuted and it'll be like, you know, like on Zoom, you know, can you hear me? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, hell yeah. Mercury's and Leo is like, step aside. I have something to say. We don't want to get vain about it and we're bossy. Hell no. You know, that's a shadow Leo. Let's let's not dominate. Let's play with the other children. Um, but definitely self-expression is is in the air. I'm here. You're a hello world. Right. So uh, Wednesday, July 30, uh, July 20th. Um, this is where um, Mars Mars is going to conjunct 10 degrees Taurus. That is the, the April 30th solar eclipse. So whatever happened in your life that came up for you, things ending, things beginning, which is always the case of, a, of an eclipse, especially solar eclipse, one's life path, the sun, um, this is Mars, time for action, time to move it forward. Remember Mars in, in the exiled sign of Taurus, it's not gonna move it forward in an aggressive way. It's being called to do it compassionately and with, with a lot of, you know, groundedness and stability um, but it is definitely about moving so it's action but it has more groundedness it's real it's centered it's calmness right this is this new paradigm that we are moving into that's wednesday july 20th and you know you might find it a couple of three days early you know mars is pushy like to jump the gun but definitely by around July 20th, we'll be feeling that. So there may be some development that you saw that came up in the April solar eclipse that you're now like, oh, now it's time for, now it's time to move that forward or the universe will open a door and there it is, you know, it, it moves forward. Uh, one of my clients was telling me, I, when I told her about this recently, she kind of chuckled and said, oh, well, that's interesting because I'm thinking about going to school going back to school. And that's the day that the school said, look, you, you have to have your application. And if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do it by July 20th. So she was chuckling I'm like, well, there it is. You know, you can see it happening in your life. Okay, then the sun goes into Leo on uh, Leo season, July 22nd, the sun is in its domicile. Ta-da, right? This is the favorite place. This is the Mick Jagger archetype, right? start me up. <laughs> I don't want to stop. <laughs> um, so Mercury is out from under the beams, right? So Mercury is, can be itself too. And getting that charge and uh, from cancer, it's now like, okay, 
I can now step out and uh, self-express and be joyful and creative and ebullient and like a big kid. Let's go play. Let's go play with Play-Doh. Let's go do some theater. I don't know, improv. Just let's get into all sorts of trouble. <laughs> but I have to say he's out from under the beams and this is when he goes from morning star to evening star. So he it's going to be more warm embers. So it might not be like a really rude kind of a bossy Mercury having fun. It might be just a little bit more laid back, but still more fun. Yin, yin warmth. I always think of warm embers. So there's maybe a relaxed creativity, still fun, uh, maybe less hyper, maybe instead of like beach parties in the sun, getting sunburned, maybe it's an evening party where everybody's wearing, you know, silk pajamas or I don't know, something fun. <laughs> Anyway, uh, June, uh, sorry, July 24th, sun, uh, Sunday, July 24th, Venus and Jupiter, the two benefics, the good, the good, the planets that create good, ease, wealth, abundance, luck, opportunity, they're going to be squaring off. Venus makes a, a square to Jupiter and Aries. Jupiter's just about to go retrograde. So it's at eight degrees, eight degrees, eight degrees, Venus and Jupiter, eight degrees of Aries, eight degrees Leo. And, and so, um, oh, sorry, no, Venus and Cancer, Cancer and Aries squaring each other, cardinal signs. So there's this element of maybe women and maybe Jupiter, or you think about the law or rights or speaking one's truth. And so there's this, this kind of little bit of a conflict that, that can come up, come up and clash regarding uh, these things. And so, uh, but, you know, whenever Jupiter, no matter what, you know, a square between the two benefics Yes, we feel it, but uh, but it's it, they're so they're so benefic. It's like I think of Olivia de Havilland. Remember how she played Melanie in Gone with the Wind? You know, she she never had a bad day. You know, Melanie was like always kind and smiling and positive and not toxic positivity. She really was a kind heart, you know. And so you know, Venus and Jupiter in the, in a square showdown. It's like well, okay, you know, Melanie has to make some kind of decision and, and she'll be bold and strong and fear, fearless, you know, Jupiter and Aries, but, um, but it's gonna be tempered, right? By, by our feelings, our drives and our, and our drive and will and ambition for truth and our feelings are gonna, you know, make a little, gotta adjust with each other. A little friction there, nothing wrong, a little friction, right? The, the matchstick friction creates light. All right, Tuesday, July 26th. Okay, we're almost done. Just hang in there, okay. I know, I, I, I wanna eat like a big giant chocolate chip cookie right now, but I don't have any. <laughs> anyway, um, Tuesday, July 26th, Mercury and Mars, Mercury and Leo, Mars and Taurus, a little square action going on there. So maybe that's like saying, you know, Mars is like, hey, you know what? Um, why don't you go play in the mud? <laughs> why don't you tune into to the earth if you want to really express yourself, if you want to really realize some great things and feel the magnificence of yourself, do it in a forest. I don't know, um, hug a tree or think about the fungi network that connects all, all organisms and roots and trees all over the world. They have that magical connected network. Think of like that, what did they call that in Avatar? The garden of stock, the garden of whatever that, with that beautiful tree, you know, the, the something of souls or I don't know, whatever. That's a really great image it just came to me. But um, definitely tuning up the light body because we're getting ready for July 31st. This is one of the major transits of the year. Everybody's kind of getting into place for this, this, this 
taking the the divine feminine and 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 bringing in this with our emotions and our feelings and we're fashioning a new earth this is a really i think a very critical point that we'll be experiencing um, when we get to the end of the month before we that's that'll be our final little combo but before we do that jupiter is going to be retrograde right as this is as mars and the north node in uranus the planet of revolution and chaos and the future self and the light body and the authentic the authentic um self-realized master that we are you know it's, it's mars the physical body lining up with this outrageous point um just as it's starting to do that jupiter goes retrograde jupiter in the sign of Aries, right? Willful Mars's temple is gonna step back and be more godly. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I, I over the next, from June 28th, I keep saying June, sorry, July 28th through October 28th, it's gonna be coming backward and stepping back in that Aries. Was I being too pushy? Was I being too um, bossy? Uh, it we have to check ourselves. Are we being right about where we are? Um, are we being um, arrogant? Do we have a sense of entitlement? You know, this is where we decide, you know, maybe, maybe I need to, you know, cool my jets a little bit. And I think about Jupiter, like Zeus, you know, throwing lightning bolts down, you know, I'm the boss. And dang, I said so. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe that doesn't really quite work. Where does that line up in our new earth, right? Well, it's not, not exactly, right? Kind of old paradigm. So Jupiter's stepping back. So our abundance and our blessing and our expansion of consciousness takes on a more um, ethereal quality. It's not in the gross the dross of the of the daily routine of, of Jupiter moving forward in that stationing retrograde and moving backwards. It's like we're reviewing ourselves in these areas. We're taking a deep dive to really say, you know, what about our direction? What about our will as we create these openings for consciousness expansion? Let's make sure we're in integrity and we're not doing shadow Jupiter positive Jupiter would be standing up for the truth um, and doing the right thing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, being right, overzealousness, religious overzealousness would all be, you know, this is an opportunity where it gets checked. The laws, rights, overzealousness, being right are all going to be under review as it goes, steps back in, in Aries. October 28th, it goes back into Pisces, 29 Pisces. And so, um, and then it'll go direct um, at right around Thanksgiving, November 23rd, it'll go direct in Pisces. And then I think it was by December, it'll be back in Aries. So these last few months have given us a sense of what we could expect next year, looking at the various archetypes of Jupiter, the shadow and the, and the high road and, and working with them so that we're, we're ready, we're ready for next year. Um, and um, that that is actually the same day that we have a new moon, the 28th of the month, new moon in Leo, five degrees, uh, a few hours later. So we will be direct, Jupiter will be direct, technically, uh, for the new moon. And then a few hours later, it will start its retrograde. And so the final thing I want to say today is, you know, sun, um, July 20th, uh, July 31st, the final day of the month, we have this huge transit. It's, I've talked about it before. Mars conjunct the North Node, conjunct Uranus, all in the sign of Taurus. 
18 degrees. August 1st, Mars will be exactly at 18. 18, 18, 18. Venus ruled, Venus ruled, Venus ruled. The goddess, the goddess, the goddess, the light body, the divine feminine light body. This, think of like a like in uh, you know it, it, like special effects of a movie where you see this uh, a beautiful light body crystalline image and coming down from you know other dimensions in, in where we embody that. So this could pr provide some. This is like a very major light body activation potential. This last um, day of the month. And again, we feel this coming. It, it, it'll just come into per perfection. It'll perfect on Sunday, um, in, in, late in the afternoon on Sunday, July 31st, Eastern time. So just adjust your, your clock one way or the other. Um, I, I think this is, and this is what, if you haven't, go to episode 162 and listen to when I interviewed a couple of months ago, Ari Moshe Wolf, evolutionary astrologer extraordinaire, phenomenal this man is so amazing if you haven't heard it or you or you it's been a while listen to it listen to it again this is a very big evolutionary checkpoint for us we want to take it and use it in its highest manner how will that look this is about the ego mind uh, a new opportunity for us stillness in the face of chaos in the face of rapid, sudden, unexpected change, in the face of uncomfortability with our comfort zone, <laughs> our comfort zone around money, around our self-worth, around resources, food, where this comes into play, where every the, the, the picnic table and the picnic cloth with all the nice china and silverware is thrown up in the air. This is a very tumultuous time. And then it's, it's gonna settle. It'll just be in a different place. But who are we gonna be when this stuff happens? Because it is gonna happen. It's just, it's written, you know? This is what we signed up for, guys. You know that. So the alert stillness in the face of chaos. I think about that line is from the Bible. I don't know who said this, but it's be still and know that I am God. We are those divine beings. This will be a major light bulb moment. If we already know that, we'll go to a new level, something unexpected, something that surprises us. Humility, service, that's what comes up for me. Um, the moon will be in Virgo at that time. So humility, service, um, feeling that sense of groundedness, to be that stillness in the center of, of busyness and unpredictability. Who are we going to be? Are we going to be pulled by that? Or do we have we cultivated enough pranayama, as I had been saying, like a broken record? Keep up your pranayama. If you haven't started, get started. Breathe consciously. Stay in the moment. Remember Rachel Middleton, Rachel and Lindsay, my cohorts, when we talked about cancer and the sun and cancer. And we talked about, no, sorry, it was the Uranus and Taurus earth change video. Fabulous video. Thank you, girls. You did an awesome job. And we, we talked about, you know, and Rachel mentioned, you know, being in the moment. That's very Uranian. And that's very much, again, in line with the Eckhart Tolle 
like our Tolly books, um, being here now, it's all we can do. It's all that ever exists, right? So in the face of chaos, who are we gonna be? Well, um, think about the monk in Times Square. There was a famous photo of him sitting on the pavement in the middle of this busy, you know, con a confluence of, of, of intersections in front of the Times Square sign, blinking, blinking, traffic lights, people running everywhere. And he was totally still. So that's our wonderful image, our inspiring image. You know, how, how still can we be? And notice, oh, wait a minute, I just lost it. Oh, I just reacted to something. Okay. It's a moment to moment thing. That's mastery. We have to keep, it, it, is that exhausting? Well, you know, yeah, maybe to the ego, but this is the only way through is to have that sense and, and constantly cultivating that sense of presence, um, not being caught up in the mind, but just gently, quietly coming back to our center. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. Um, Ari's, uh, I listened to it a, a little bit again, you know, before this particular um, video. And I, I love what he says toward the end. He said something about, um, this is about cultivating an attitude of openness and curiosity. And it's so important at this time, especially with that conjunction for the mind to be restful and grounded, right? So that's Taurus, right? Grounding, stable, stable, earth, mud, get your get your shoes off and socks off. I don't care how cold it is. If you do it for a few minutes, if you're in the Southern hemisphere and you're in dead of winter, if you're listening to this from Antarctica, okay, maybe you have to make it, maybe you have to visualize it, <laughs> but everybody else, you know, you, you cannot get out, get out of this. I'm not letting you, I am the, I'm the, I am the light body police here. <laughs> but um, I would say, uh, get your feet on the ground and connect, um, with the earth, get your hands dirty. You know, the, the, the whole thing about rubbing your hands in the soil that the microbes literally conquer depression. I mean, it's outrageous. Uh, singing, sound healing, um, sound can bust up disease. It's uh, the human voice, especially. So toning, sound, listening to ourselves, the senses, engaging all of our senses, singing, the throat, hands, you know, feeling everything, hugging trees. So it's really vital that we are well and healthy and allowing a ner our nervous system to relax. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't go outside by my little medicine wheel. I made it from little seashells. It's a simple little thing right in, the, in, the, in my backyard. Nothing fancy, but man, I'll tell you, you sit there and, you know, spirit speaks so profoundly in, in nature. And I love to ground myself and I, I, I feel, I feel into all the trees and I let my auric field like blend, like we're all one big unit. And it's so, so grounding. I have all this fire and air, I have to ground, right? But really all of us, no matter where, <laughs> some of it's easier than others, but it's so vital for this, the evolution of our light body of what is coming to have this higher octave, this higher dimension of light that we are connecting with that is already there. And it's just a matter of integrating it with us on the earth plane. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna finish by giving you a couple of quotes from Eckhart and we'll, we'll call it a day. All right, I know this has been a little long, so I appreciate you listening through. 
yes, you do get that double swirl ice cream cone, that vegan ice cream cone from listening. Did I not tell you that in the beginning? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I remember Carvel oh, when I was a kid, the, the big swirly, the chocolate and the vanilla swirl. And then they, they would roll those chocolate sprinkles, the little jimmies. And they were, you know, horrendous, like probably made of like fake stuff. But man, that was so satisfying. <laughs> anyway, so here is, here's a, a, one of the things that I love. One of my favorite quotes. When I think about the fact that, look, you know, we, look guys, we might, we're going to be seeing a lot of tumultuousness in the stock market, the financial markets. I think we, we, we're all really, you know, look at, look at crypto. It took such a hit, you know, um, and so um, there is this all this volatility occurring. Well, here's what Eckhart has to say about that. One thing we do know, life will give you whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know this is the experience you need? Because this is the experience you are having at this moment. And... dog-eared, page 107. He said, uh, give up role-playing. I love it. You become most powerful in whatever you do if the action is performed for its own sake rather than as a means to protect, enhance, or conform to your role identity. Every role is a fictitious sense of self, and through it, everything becomes personalized and thus corrupted and distorted by the mind-made little me. Oh, me, pity party, right? That little me. And whatever role it happens to be playing. Most of the people who are in positions of power in this world, such as politicians, TV personalities, business, as well as religious leaders, are completely identified with their role with a few notable exceptions. They may be considered VIPs, but they are no more than unconscious players in the egoic game, a game that looks so important, yet is ultimately devoid of true purpose. It is, in the words of Shakespeare, a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Amazingly, Shakespeare arrived at this conclusion without having the benefit of television. If, and here's the part that I really want to drive home. If the egoic earth drama, such as what we might see at the end of this month, if the egoic earth drama has any purpose at all, it is an indirect one. It creates more and more suffering on the planet. And suffering, although largely ego-created, is in the end also ego-destructive. It is the fire in which the ego burns itself up. I love that. Suffering is in the end also ego-destructive. It is the fire in which the ego burns itself up. So we may be, you know, it, it's painful to suffer, right? 
but as that's happening, it's also destroying. It's it's how we destroy the ego. It's like it's it's coming through and it's burning it off. So that that is yeah. I I just would think about that when I'd see the world several years ago in such chaos, and I would, and that is that is what gave me sanity. You know, it really did. It, it gave me a lot of sanity when I saw all the um the rapid deceleration of. Of, of decency and you know the, all this corruption in government and it's like okay this is a divine leela as they would say in sanskrit this is like a play and it's all being played out it's all being played out so uh, we are participants and we get to say how we want to be with it so this month will be give us outrageous opportunities for that Anyway, I hope that you have enjoyed this. And if you've stayed to the end, thank you so much. I hope that it has given you some sense of um, a peace and, a, and an empowering context because that's what I'm all about. That's how I do my readings. I, I'm just here to see, I see mathematically in time and space in your chart, I see your greatness. It's on display with numbers and degrees and mathematical precision. And my job is to take that and to uh, create um, and, and speak to you in these highest places of how you, uh, what you are here to do and how you are here, how you can evolve and the, the birthright that you are, how to realize this, hopefully with the least amount of suffering. <laughs> so ah, anyway, I love my job. Anyway, if you um, thank you so much all for listening. And like I said, like, share, subscribe if you found this useful. And, and any kind of comments are very, we are very, very grateful. I now have that button on so I can see them right away. <laughs> all right. Very much uh, love and grace to all of you. And uh, have a great, great month of July. All right. Mwah. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.